Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Wonder Woman breaking more records, a possible director for the Green Lantern Corps, a new Batman trilogy, and Preacher Ah! It's just something ah that you gotta see. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. In the Great Hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes. Do we have double Ted Knights going on? The cosmic legends of the universe. <laughs> you have audio? Someone audio? Oh, wow. That was probably me. What's up, everybody? <laughs> we had Ted Knight in stereo! Got it! This is the DC Movie News Show, the Popcorn Talk Network. What's up, everybody? We got a full squad. We have no Roxy, but we got back our Kalinowski, so that's a pretty good trade-off for right now. Roxy, Roxy was here, but she melted. Yeah, it's it's 193 <laughs> she, degrees. She's on the beach somewhere, right? Boston. She's been in a lot of beats. Like you'd think, Roxy yeah. was more of like a, a FHM swimsuit, uh, you know, sort yeah. of model for the past week. You would she think thinks so. like she's like the host of all these like nerdy no. things. She right. didn't say where she was. She's like, I can't make it tomorrow, guys, which is today. So I don't know. Yeah, she's probably in some tropical paradise, or not, or maybe just not. Otherwise yeah. occupied. Check her Instagram. Who knows? Anyways, we're at DC Movies SK on Twitter, Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. I'm Johnny Laquasto at Jaquasto. The man next to me, he's back, everybody. You can find him on Twitter at Mike Kalinowski. You know him, love him. He's dominated, and he's undefeated. On the Schmodown? No, I'm not. I'm not undefeated. Well, as a team, he's undefeated. Yeah, he's, <laughs> undefeated. he's Mike Kalinowski. Hello. Uh, good. Guess it's good afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Good afternoon. You are mellow today. Yeah, just chill. Just one of those days in LA. It's a hot day, so we're just kind of you're very saving the energy. You're very poignant, like a Bruce Wayne right now. No, my my week my my I guess my temperament is of the week of DC. It's just kind of. Eh, it was there a week for DC. So I'm like, eh. we're here. We're here. When we're gonna we're gonna make a show. You know, I think it's I think. I think I don't need. I think I need to not show up on the show because the weeks are amazing news stories. When I'm not, when I cannot make it. <laughs> I was so pissed you weren't here last week. Every man. week when there are these phenomenal news stories, I cannot make it. Well, we so can talk think, about what you yes. weren't here to talk about last week yes. since we don't have a lot. Right. Like, well, Mike, I can't up. tell you how many people in chat roll were like crying, and you saw it on Twitter too. We're like so bummed that you weren't here last week. So what I was feel the like big news story last week. I forgot. Um, oh, geez, that's already. But what were we talking, Matt Reeves stuff? Was I it? didn't remember what dropped last week. It must have a little bit of that. that? Was, I forgot. What was the thing? I was like, why isn't Mikey here to talk about it? Chat roll. What, was, what, was what am I forgetting? What am I blanking? Yeah, I, I like, remember at one point because we... I remember because Roxy became you and she was like arguing both sides oh, of it. God. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. You know what it was? I called her oh, millennial. Oh, no, oh, no, I called her millennial. Don't yeah, worry. It, no, it was... Listen, and we don't need to go there again. It was the... Uh, Ben Affleck, when Matt Reeves was asked about Ben Affleck, oh. and he's like, ignores it, yes. and we played it again, and played it again, and I'm just like, and everybody's like, shut up, let it go, Ben Affleck is Batman. I'm like, listen, I'm just watching the tape, and I'm not saying a thousand percent, and I wish you were here, because everyone was like, why isn't Mikey here to defend our point, just this asshole that hates DC is here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hey guys, I, I And I turned it. myself into a police body... Um, uh, body language expert <laughs> just reading off of what Matt Reese was saying uh, anyways that man right there he's the host of Man vs. Child on FYI as well as FX movie download on FX he's the worst mocker for doghouse restaurants very very soon gonna be all throughout the country find him on Twitter at Adam Gertler 
He's hey, everyone. Happy to be here. Uh, it's always an exciting day when a brand new major, major comic book movie opens. Mm -hmm. I've been excited all true. day about yeah. going to see Spider-Man tonight. We're actually going to the same show. We're going to be there. Just discovered you know, that. I just heard something, though. That they said that they, when they were writing the film, they wanted to make points of everything's already been seen to not do again. So they said we're not going to see any shots of him swinging through Manhattan skyscrapers. Okay. And I'm kind of like, that's kind of Spider-Man. Okay. But it makes sense why he's in Washington in that one scene. So I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Interesting, interesting. Interesting choice. I don't want to even, even that was too much pre-knowledge for me. I didn't even want to know that. But I can say I would like him. You probably wouldn't have noticed it though. If I didn't say it, I think you probably wouldn't. That's like something you won't notice. I heard that there was something different about the sl the swinging, but I didn't. Oh, I, I don't, don't know, know what. But maybe that's I, it. Maybe they're talking physics. It's kind of like I rewatched all the Captain America movies. I know we're talking too much about Marvel guys, but it yeah, was just, right. It was just Fourth of July. Sure, and, and you have to watch Cap on Fourth. And it was just like just the jump from Captain America one to the second one. I'm like, they saved the shield basically. Like the way the action, like it just goes ten levels up. So I think it would be really smart. If Marvel keeps some of Spidey's bag of tricks, something to really wow you in the next movie. Okay. You mean like Marissa Tomei? That works no, for me. That'll keep happening. That'll keep happening. Anyway, DC, happy to be here. Yes. I watched Batman and Bill last night. I watched Preacher this week. I'm so excited. Uh, I need to know, did you cook a special kind of sausage on the 4th of July? We all want to know. Oh, did I cook a special? Actually, you know what? I cooked a sausage, yeah, that was not my own. It was a jalapeno cheddar worst from a place called Syracuse's Sausage oh, down in Texas. Damn. Potentially coming soon to the doghouse opening in Richardson, Texas. And they just sent me so many samples, I had to share them with people. And people loved them. And I was a little butthurt because I'm like, well, it's not my recipe, but... They love well, it. But you really can good. make a jalapeno cheddar bratwurst in your sleep. I know, I know. But it was, it was good. And uh, that was fun. And I made some beer can chickens... Like you do. That's a go-to of mine. Yeah. Beer can oh, right sure. up the Oh, sure. Yeah, just, you hey, why, why? Oh, who, who doesn't? Who can't make a beer can chicken? I don't, even, I don't, I don't even know beers, how big cans are I make a beers. Belgian waffle. I'm pr proud of myself. Yeah. 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 It is. I make overnight oats. That's my breakfast. Anyways. Elena Jordan's in the house. She's a host. She's an actress. And she's a con moderator. She just got back from Vegas. She'll be going to Hawaii soon. I want to hear all about that. Find her on Twitter at Elena Jordan, because she's Elena Jordan. Yeah, that's me. I'm Elena Jordan. What up, girl? Hey! <laughs> it's good to be back. Good to always have you back. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. I know I know our fans are pleased to see you. Yes. So tell us, how was Vegas? Because you did a lot. You were there for like a week? Um, we The convention was three days, but okay. I was there for like five, five or that's six. That's a long time to be in Vegas. It's fun. It was really, really fun. It was a really great show. We did a uh, Batman 66 tribute to Adam West with Burt Ward and Lee Merriweather and okay. Jimmy Newmar. Wow. Wow. Oh, really? It was really cool. Yeah, it was... Uh, did they show one of the films or read something? Or I, they, they just spoke for, okay. for the sure. most part. Yeah. We did uh, also some Q&A with the fans. That makes sense. It's not really... A little a, a tribute as well, so... Mm. It, was, it was pretty cool. It was cool to have them there and then got to moderate some stuff. Talking about Spider-Man, I got to ask Jerry Conway to tell me to my face why he killed Gwen Stacy. Oh, my God. And he told me it was because he preferred redheads. Oh, Damn. wow. Hey. That's right. Stan Lee showed back up, and he's Damn like, what happened? fighting words. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Stan's downstairs. He can't hear this. I was like, oh, great. Awesome. Speaking yeah, of that, really some, that's all, there was some <laughs> weird story this week where Stan Lee said that Marvel used to troll DC back in the day. Oh, very publicly. Yeah. I mean, they... they yeah, that was like a, I was like two, two schoolyard kids. It was, right. you know, DC was known as the distinguished competition. Mm -hmm. They would talk about not talking about each other, but totally smack talk. They were trolling before trolling was trolling. Yeah. And, um, you oh, know... OG trolls. Yeah, it's like, 
And it's, Stan was talking about how, like, you know, when we started out selling them and this, and he has so much sass for Bob Kane, and I mean, it's the back that and forth. That was a pretty good Stan. Really? Uh, I, w- I wish I could get a stand. If I could get a stand. Well, one film you cannot troll, and that's Wonder Woman. As of Tuesday, it is now domestically $354.6 million, and it has crossed the $715 million mark worldwide. I-, I heard it's even more now. Like yeah. 735 or yeah. something like that. The Two ticker. days later. Well, think about it. July 4th, yeah. a lot of people probably either went the night of the 3rd or maybe the night of the 4th and said, hey, let's go see Wonder Woman. A lot of people who hadn't seen it yet, word of mouth, boom. I saw it uh, Monday night. Mm-hmm. This week? Yeah. 3rd, 3rd, 4th? At a 1035 show, and it was a packed theater. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> At 1030 yeah, it was, p.m. It was mobbed. Yeah. On July 3rd. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Yes, indeed. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, not open in Japan yet, I believe. Really? I believe Japan still has yet to open. Oh. So it looks strong that this movie is going to cross $800 million. Easily. You think it's going to be BBS? I don't think it's going to be BBS like outright. I don't know. Like, Does the grand total, does that include like the, the Blu-ray and DVDs? No, no because... Because BBS was huge on Blu-ray and DVD. And Suicide Squad is huge. And so too. Suicide Squad. But so. I think this one will be huge as well. Yeah. I, just, I, 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 I just didn't know what the metric was. I wonder was. if it's yeah. going to push, the, was it 865? Uh, yeah. 873 was what BBS got. And they yeah, say it'll well, start well, pacing well. ahead of Guardians 2 very soon. Oh. Uh, wow, these numbers are better than anyone really could have anticipated. But that just goes to show you how much people are enjoying the movie. <laughs> what is Rotten Tomatoes, by the way? Do we even know what the rating is on that? Which one? Yeah, 92. I know that because Spider-Man's sitting at 93 right now. They're, they're neck oh, and neck. Really? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but again, that doesn't It'll mean... drop because yeah, and Wonder Woman was ninety seven before it came out, and, and as long as the movie's positive, it gets a fresh score. Like, it, yeah, you could feel really extreme. Like, it doesn't necessarily say what what a best movie is because no. a best movie no, no, could no. be very divisive. Marvel just has the recipe for it's the formula for pleasing the masses. They know how to rock those like high Rotten Tomatoes average. They're playing the averages basically. You know what I thought of? I was thinking about this the other day. Do tell. Um, because of DC and Warner Brothers, they own all the properties. And now we've got Marvel doing the Sony thing with with Feige, and they're all like, well, it's part of the same universe, but it's not. We're going to build the Spider universe, but we're not going to. Yeah. Can you imagine? Marvel, they've spun off what their universes already were. They sold off the big properties. Yeah. Spider-Man, which could be its own cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. X-Men is its own cinematic universe. Fantastic Four could be. And that's why Marvel sold them off. Whereas why they have the Avengers is because they only have the properties left. Like Cap, you can't do a cinematic universe on Cap. You can't. No. But you have like can the you Baron imagine Zemo trilogy. if we had separate a Batman universe, cinematic universe, which right. you could do. Which we just essentially did. Like yeah. Nolan's films Nolan took place no, but I'm, in the I'm world talking, I'm talking. I know what you're saying. Nightwing films. His rogue gallery right. is a film. Whereas Superman could, because everything, they're looking at a James Bond cinematic universe now. But Superman has enough to do a cinematic universe. These characters haven't... The Green Lantern Corps is a cinematic universe all to itself. Sure. So I'm almost kind of like, wow, can you imagine if they were different studios? And they're all trying to find their own cinematic universes instead of being one cohesive... Because the DC Universe is massive. Whereas Marvel has the rights to the characters that they didn't sell off, that they were able to Mm -hmm. gel into the Avengers, basically the Avengers cinematic universe. Which is what... The MCU is. And, and to be fair, when I used to collect my comics, I would make my X-Men pile, yeah. Batman pile, mm-hmm. Superman pile, like Avengers-related yeah. piles. Like, I, I, I always had it's X-Men so off to, to the side. It's so funny to think about it now. It, the MCU is essentially the Avengers cinematic universe. Yeah. yeah that's what yeah. it is. Because, say what you will, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, they were always members of the Avengers at one yeah. point. Mm-hmm. 
So it's, it's interesting. It's a very. It, I don't know. It was, a, it was a weird thought I had, but I don't know. One more tidbit about Wonder Woman. It is already Warner Brothers, Time Warner Inc.'s biggest North American grocer since The Dark Knight Rises, which made four hundred forty-eight million domestically in two thousand twelve. So how about that? that? And Wonder Woman also has pushed the DCEU past three billion dollars at the global box office now. So, so four big. films, three billion. Yeah, Ivan Soto really, really wants us to ask you what your thoughts are on the NBC Taken news. What? Oh, what's that? What? Uh, Ivan, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a completely different direction for the show. What do you mean? And what's the news? They they drop they drop the entire cast except for the two uh, two Jennifer Beals and Clive Stanton. They dropped everyone. Hasn't else. it already aired? The first season did. They got renewed for a second. So is it a semi-soft reboot? And they got rid of their showrunner. I think Whoa. I think they're doing a soft reboot. I think they're going to be... Ivan, if you know, you know what I'm talking about, how I always said that the show was different than what I thought, I think this is now going to be the show that I was expecting from the beginning, where it's just him alone going on missions. So you, what was season one like? Was it, it nothing? It was a very much a team dynamic. He worked with the team, uh. and he was brought in kind of like the newbie. Uh-huh. Right. And it was a very cool dynamic, but it wasn't anything like the movie. And so the show is good. You like the I show? I love the show. That's so funny. I mean, because like you like the show, yeah. and then like, we, you know, we were talking to Koi, and he loves the Lethal Weapon show. Have you seen that one? A lot of people love that show. I just can't. I can't give it. I can't give it two shakes just because I can't not, even. I don't even say. see where I could find the time to that's watch a, one of those I shows. Just, <laughs> right, Taken's really good. I just watched Snowfall last night. It's like it's I have like, a buddy oh, who's on uh, MacGyver, and we did a show together a few weeks ago, and. And he, you know, there was a relatively young crowd. He's like, "Any y'all watch MacGyver?" And like one person applauded. He's like, "Yeah, I know my crowd, old white people. I get it. Like that's just you know, there's only certain shows that you have time to watch. And hey, it's still a show, and I'm sure it's still doing well. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I haven't seen Lethal Weapon. I haven't seen Taken. But that's interesting that even though the show apparently is getting you know people enjoy it, they're still yeah, wiping they're out reboot completely. Yeah, that rarely yeah, happens. It's a, weird, it's a yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, it's better than what NBC normally does, which is just yeah, it and then throw something else right. up, and then they go, "Oh, well, this was they a really have... good pun title. We thought that the show would they're, follow suit." They like the, the the concept and the actor, and he's really good. So I think they're just you know different direction. It sucks for all the other actors involved, but it um, really that's does entertainment. That's entertainment. <laughs> taken with them. Well, before oh, we leave. All right. Make me an executive, NBC. That was brilliant. <laughs> While we're on the, on the topic of Wonder Woman, uh, so the costume designer, uh, basically, who is this woman? She is costume designer Amanda Weaver. Um, she basically t- put some tweets out. She's like, take a look at Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. And then showed photos. She's like, this is not what a warrior wears in a battle. And then she saw what Lindy Hemings' work was, and she's like, I almost cried. Scratch that. I did cry. When you she see, cried. You know, what Gal wore into battle as Wonder Woman compared. And, you know, it's just a cool thing because, obviously, the, the costume design was phenomenal for, you know, all the Amazons and her as well. And they took such great care in making sure that it was somewhat historically accurate. Like, even having the metal breastplate over the left was a, a kind of a nod to the Amazonian myth of them used to cut off their left breast that they yes, exactly. to go better. Wait, what, so, was, what was the nod to that? So they added a metal piece just over the left breast. So okay. if you see all of the archers have a guard just over the left that's metal. Right. Um, so it's like supposed to be actual functionality even if you don't see them, even if the bow is just on the back, even if they're just holding everything that they have, even if you don't see them using it, mm-hmm. would make sense for form and function. And then using... Even just the same materials, like the alligator skin that the they alligator use. skin. Yeah, I yeah that's she so said cool. crocodile hide. It's a piece of uh, preserved leather Roman armor made out of crocodile hide. She posted a photo of it, and that's essentially what they used 
you talk about the detail. Yeah. That's Artemis, right? Yeah. And oh, Lindy yeah. Hemming gave them a metal breastplate on a breastplate on the left side protecting the heart. So there you go. That's yeah. that's doing your homework. Kids. Um also not to sure, double yeah. back, but I know people wanted us to talk about or I guess it's not really doubling back that with that exceptional gross that Wonder Woman has been able to find that DC crosses three billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, in four films. In four films. In four films. So yeah. Definitely money has not been the issue with DC. Like, they've been making the money. There's not. And I know, I saw your tweet earlier about, like, how this is why you got upset with people for saying that they should have made a billion uh, and didn't well, make a billion. I, I, someone was, we were just talking about wh- why this benchmark of a billion is is the, I don't know, the, 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 the mark of success, I should say. Why, why people view a billion just Dr. because... Dr. Evil. There you go. There I, you I was going to say Mark Zuckerberg. One billion. I, I don't. The I don't know. I just yeah. don't agree with it because look at One Woman. Yeah, it's a billion dollars. Well, because people look at. I, I don't think that that's necessarily a measure of the quality of content either. Because you know, there's a lot of movies who that make that a made a billion dollars right. in you know a few yeah, weeks exactly. that are questionable as far as right. actual story arc. But I think that now that we're actually seeing a movie that was kind of underestimated that's being so, so incredibly successful and really going over the top as far as what was anticipated, that is a really, really good indicator that now DC is kind of getting it together. They're They're going to get their billions. They're going to get their billion single films. And if they say, look, because when you go to an executive, you say, this is great creative content, and they go, cool, show me the numbers. Right. Now they can say, here are the numbers. Here's three billion. What we're doing is working. Let us keep our creative control. Let us keep doing what we want to do. Let the people who are passionate about these projects work on the projects that they're passionate there about. There is no consciousness. There's no conscience. It's only the almighty dollar. And that's good because, like you said, the fans' voice matters. And that will affect, you know, the, the content that we get. Um, I, 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 you know, Batman v Superman, 870, you know, staggering amount of money. Imagine what it would made if like more people liked it. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's the thing. You know what I mean? That's what it did without even trying. That's just basically marketing. You know, and but and again to go back to what we talked about last week with Toby Toby Emmerich's comments. I mean, like that just that makes me so happy. Like when you know when he came out uh, and the other guy from Warner Brothers came out and acknowledged like what their narrative problems were in the films thus far and how they wanted to move on. It was just like it just didn't seem like normal executive talksmanship. It seems like the more honest current way people are talking about things like that like let's get it out there you see what sells like yeah absolutely you give people a great story and they'll come back when you're dealing with major corporate studios when it comes down to it they care mostly about money but Mm -hmm. when the movie is also well received like you said then you can say hey look why don't you let us do what we do because we're going to make a good product and it's going to make money at the same time so and now as fans we're kind of more getting heard and having more of a feedback and more of an influence because they're saying look the fans are asking for this, this, and this, and now we're getting kind of more of an honest feedback and there's less of a pretense where it's kind of more... We're getting more news instead of behind closed doors. They've pretty much turned the narrative around with the success, the critical success, and the cultural zeitgeist that is Wonder Woman. They've eliminated the conversation. And I think... As a company, they're, they want to see the long-term money. So if those first couple of movies make a ton of money, that's not going to keep up unless people really start to get excited about the releases. And, you know, those three, you know, the, the lackluster, um, you, know, um, uh, you know, receipt of those previous films could have even affected Wonder Woman adversely heading in. You know, she, it still did amazing, but imagine if, like, the other three films were, like, if it had gained you know, some steam more widely her. appreciated yeah. by a bigger bat. Like, she had a lot to fight against. Hey, but look. the good news is, too, Patty Jenkins didn't get that 
money ahead of time for the sequel, and so now that she's probably able to ask for more money, now that's more incentive for them to say, hey, let's book trilogies right out the gate, and let's Mm -hmm. give these filmmakers the ability to actually have the time to tell the stories they want to tell, is what I'm hoping. Mike, how much do you think is really happening with Joss Whedon and what's going on with Justice League moving forward? Like, now that we're a couple weeks out of it, we know this guy, like... Do you think? Do you think there was a lot of major changes made? Do you think like you know they knew what Wonder Woman was going to do and they wanted? I mean, I think they knew. What, I mean, what do you mean Wonder Woman? What it was going to do? I think they knew the movie they had. With yeah. Wonder Woman. I, th- I don't think anything changed with Wonder Woman. Yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah. So I, I, so I, I think I they knew what they that. had. I think we knew. Like I tell people, and you guys know how I feel about BBS. It enhances that film so much. Her performance in, oh, her, yeah. in that movie now. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, she's stiff, she's wooden. No, she's not. She's hard. You saw how she became yeah. this woman. By her so life. It's like, yeah. And they knew that. They planned it. They, um, that's how it went. I don't know. I saw BVS a bunch of times, and the only thing stiff and wooden wasn't Gal. <laughs> it may have been someone watching Gal. But I, I, I don't think that they're adding more Wonder Woman into the film, as some people I have speculated. I but, I, but just how much, I guess what I'm asking is like, do you think it's changing that much, or like how much an influence no. is Joss Whedon going to have on I, this film? I, I honestly think he just came in almost to be like an observer, just to make sure nothing gets too crazy, and yeah, to throw in his creative expertise a little bit too. I don't think anything. But changes. there must be an enormous. I think it's going to be a lot of change. See, th- there like, must really? be an three enormous months of, of reshoots. Well, it's just mm. that Warner Brothers, right behind closed, door, closed doors, whatever. They know what they had in Wonder Woman, sure. and they don't want to turn that around. They want to now build the momentum. So I agree with Mike that they knew what they had with Wonder Woman, and they knew what they had with Justice League too, or at least where it was looking so far. Right. We don't know if that's good or bad, but if it wasn't great, then I got to think Warner Brothers was like, what do we need to do to make this great? But then do we run into a Suicide Squad problem? Mm. Well, they were in the middle of editing that, like, oh, we got... We're in trouble. We got to fix. We got to do stuff. Yeah. I, what was that process like? I wonder. As they were putting the final product together for Suicide Squad, I, I've never been in that room to where like you, you finally like. Well, this movie's got to go out there. Yeah. Did they think they had an amazing product in their I hands? I think they thought what they were. I think they thought exactly what they were doing was because that trailer yeah. came out with Bohemian Rhapsody. Everyone went nuts for yeah. it. They were like they more went... of that, and that's why that whole edited montage of introducing the characters five times that was all. But off of that trailer, well, it's, yeah, it was because like the trailer, trailer did well, and then they sent it yeah. to the trailer yeah. house to edit the whole yeah. movie, and then they were like, "Why does the whole movie look like a trailer?" Yeah. Because you sent it to a trailer house to edit it. So. Well, I mean, and those were honestly probably some of the better parts, the beginning parts where it looked yeah. like a trailer. Like, that's what I liked in that movie. But I, I, I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm optimistic in that I think they learn as they go. That I don't think meddling or Warner Brothers being concerned necessarily means that they make the same mistakes twice. I think that they learn and make better choices. Especially with the newer regime in there. I'm always terrible on predictions. So I'll say this. I think visually the action scenes are going to be Snyder because that's what he excels at. I think Whedon is doing the small character moments of dialogue. All the dialogue between the actors building relationships. I think that's what his strong suit is. Like one of my the best scenes in Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron is the them at the, at the after the party lifting the yeah. hammer. That's the best one of the best scenes. Oh, and uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, definitely, scenes. definitely. That's, that, yeah. And that speaks to Whedon. As a, I think Whedon. I don't like to me, and I know everyone loves Avengers that first one, but it doesn't feel cinematic to me. That first Avengers, it seems very small. 
It seems TV shot. I, I totally hear what you're saying. I, I agree. Like, in a perfect world, I take the best of Whedon and the best of Snyder mm-hmm. and, and make them together. Them t- together because and maybe that's what we're getting. And that's, that's what, what I... That's, I, that's, that's what is happening. And that's kind of what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. like, it's very exciting, like, to think, like, I've always thought that, like, what, what Zack Snyder is not great at is, like, telling an incredible story. Like, he t- takes parts of great stories and recreates the visuals, but they don't have the soul. But imagine if Joss Whedon was in the room of the and trailer that is house saying, hey, that is let me easier. do the story oh. arc, you do the visuals, Whedon. and then if that's what we can get with Justice League. Whedon could have made Suicide Squad. It is Squad. a very exciting time. It we- is. Whedon could have made Suicide that, Squad a lot better. The fact that the visuals, those are, those are done and being worked on. You can't recreate new visual effects plates with you know three months before you got to go and redo those. That visual yeah. stuff with the parademons and action, that's yeah. worked on and done. I re- He's doing the small character... Wonder, maybe adding more scenes with Wonder Woman, more dialogue. That's what he's doing now. I think. I, 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 I hope you're right. What you're saying wrong. is exactly what I want to be true. Because you're right. I don't think they're redoing a lot of the tentpole action no. scenes. Or the set pieces, rather. No. Um, but, yeah, the, that connective tissue. Yeah. Um, which is what he's which so good at. Which is what we're also lacking, I think. I so just... I think, yeah. I think that's what they're doing. I, I think we all agree. Adding Whedon is only a good thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think... It's I just can't wait to see with this Justice League. Because before, I gotta say, I was not as psyched as I wanted to be. And I was looking forward to, like, the new DC starting with Aquaman. I'm like, everything's going to be great from Aquaman beyond. And then Wonder Woman was better than I thought. And now I'm, like, hoping against hope that I'm going to really love I, Justice A lot of my League. friends that were not fans of anything before Wonder Woman, they said, you know, it was, they went to Wonder Woman, like, a second or third time. They go, we saw the Justice League trailer again, and it got me excited for Justice League now. Mm. seeing Wonder Woman. It definitely of, changes your yeah. perspective. It does. it does. Because if it looks like a film that you didn't really like and you're associating with that yeah. and mm-hmm. the tone, I mean... Well, because if you're saying, here's a team-up of three people, I didn't really care about what happened to these three people. Now we've added more people to the same three people. You don't go, huh, okay, great. But then, when you get to see, okay, this was actually fleshed out well, this was... Maybe not as well fan-received BBS, but then Wonder Woman steps in and says, hey, these characters... Mm-hmm. You want to see more from this? Yeah. Uh, just think about how many, um, you know, uh, of the of the of the quadrant of filmgoers that are women are now going to be extra excited yes. and young mm-hmm. younger people and to see Justice League this, because they want to see more of that. To your point, then, with you, we don't think they're adding more gal Wonder Woman stuff. I think if they're smart, they will focus marketing on her. Sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. That's what they need to do. But she was already a big part of the film, sure. I think. And but I, yeah, and I'm just saying, hype, don't don't put as much money on Cyborg. And Flash. No. Put it on one no. moment. Put all the money into making Cyborg look better than he does yes. in that trailer. Because I swear <laughs> to God, every time I keep watching, uh, thinking, like, I was being too hard on it. It's like, he, his face is here, and I swear the costume is, like, slowly drifting. It's like six months right. away. It's like, okay, it's per- gonna be so perfect much example. better. Here, perfect Even, like, example. Wolverine. Perfect example. <laughs> Spider-Man, the fairy scene. He looked terrible that first shot. His costume looked oh, all muddled okay, out. Okay, okay. And then they showed a, a recent shot, and it looked so much better. You see the detail. It's like... I just you gotta give those effects t- companies time. I agree, but then why would you put it? Because you in have the to have. You gotta have Cyborg in, and you can't not. So then, show why it. would you just focus on finishing the one thing to perfection and ah, then maybe. The trailer? I, I don't know. I, but but it was funny because, because then you get into problems like now Spider Man is coming out. The director saying, "Oh, there's certain shots that are not gonna be in the movie. The scene of him and Iron Man flying in the sky, not in the movie. We did that for the trailer." 
They, well, and they say it, so it's like you gotta. You, yeah. you gotta. Be I careful. honestly don't care about that shit. I would rather see scenes that are not. Oh, in the I hate movie. that. Um, oh, you, you don't the like rogue, that the Rogue One running on the beach against the. the oh, yeah. that's no. That should have been in the damn movie. See, I like seeing scenes in a trailer that aren't in the Same. movie because it makes me excited. Yet I know I'm not going to see like like when I see a comedy trailer and the funniest parts in the trailer, it drives me insane. I'd rather see something that isn't necessarily. This works better for comedy than action. Yeah, not but, action. It's action. You at the end of the movie, you're like, wait a minute, did I miss it? Where was it? Yeah, that's true. And take shot of the movie. Well, one film we're going to have to wait a little bit for is Green Lantern Corps, but there is a rumor that possibly the rise of the Planet of the Apes director, Rupert Wyatt, could be up for this. So would that be so. all the Apes directors under the Wait DC banner? Oh, yeah, War is Reeves. War, no, both the second, the sequels are Reeves. Wyatt is the first oh, one. Oh, the, the first film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This What's is, he wait, been doing since then? Is War the third one or Rise the of the one? Planet of the Apes is the first one. Rise? Yeah, right. Yeah. So this and is War is the second one. And then it's Dawn. Rise, then Dawn, Dawn. then, oh, then Jesus. War. So the guy that did okay. the first one with James Franco, which was really good. Yeah. Wait, not, what has he done since then? What did he do? Was he or, I don't know. Good question. I was actually, I asked Siri that on the way over here, and she had no idea. Like, I was in the car driving over, and I'm like, what? Siri, what else did Rupert Wyatt so, direct? So Rupert she's like, Wyatt, I can't find anything. Rupert I Wyatt's, don't know the answer to your question. Rupert Wyatt's kind of like the uh, Doug Lyman of the Bourne films, huh? He got the start going, and then they're like, nope, you're gone. We're going to get someone else. Very much so. Okay. But Fair actually, enough. I don't know if... It, I heard it was he that didn't want to come back for the sequel. Fair I don't enough. know if he was uh, moved on upon. But it's funny. I've liked both those Apes movies. I expect to like yeah. the third one. As I've said before, like I never liked an Apes movie before. No, they're enjoyable. I thought I was yeah. going to like the Tim Burton one and I was oh, wrong. God, and, and, and I don't think I've really liked the Tim Burton movie since. <laughs> and you know, this I don't think I've liked be... Tim Burton movie since Batman Returns. Ed Wood. Green Lantern Corps could be something good. Wyatt wants to do. He dropped out of Gambit in 2015 so maybe he's got the itch to, uh, no. you know. Speaking of Doug Lyman, also just dropped out of Gambit. Jesus. He dropped out of Gambit and... Justice League Dark, right? Yeah. No, oh, no, and um, uh, uh, yeah, and Justice League Dark. Yeah. And now Wyatt, so talking about this. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, what else did he do? We're still, we're still waiting to find out what else he has done, but I well, like that first movie. Oh, the chat, Gambler. According to chat, uh, chat role, Umberto already debunked this, uh, but anyways, we can move on. Matt Reeves uh, gave props to uh, Christopher Nolan, and there's also the, the question of it being a new trilogy with Batman, and Reeves obviously said he's open to it, so... Uh, this is. I don't like those ideas really of a trilogy planned out. Like but did that. you hear what he said? I, though? I think it. you would. Do you have the quote because, from, from? Yes, because it says it starts with one. He okay. says, "What studios are willing to make at the moment is a very, very narrow band of films." What I discovered is that this genre has the potential to be about something more. You could use the metaphors of the genre to talk about a lot. And he just gave a lot of credit to you know how great the Nolan films were and everything like that. But then when he he goes on to say when he's when they ask him point blank about the trilogy and he says I have an idea for an over arc for three films, but I think it all starts with one and making really one really really good first film. Yeah, I I just so don't... if the focus is yeah make he... one good standalone yeah. and then make each film its own good standalone film, but have it part of an overarching. Yeah. Right. And he then tied it back to his Apes movie because obviously he's promoting War of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to and, start with one, he said. And yeah, that was his thing. It's like they focused on one movie and they, he said they didn't really know where Caesar was going. They didn't right. know that arc at the beginning. But you keep it open, you focus on one story. Everything he's saying from, from respecting the Nolan trilogy, which I think is pretty solid, um, to talking about how he feels about the film. And I mean, I just, I'm just so excited to see what this guy does and the fact that it could be a trilogy is very exciting I just wish that they didn't burn um, the Nightfall storyline because I'd love to see like Ben Mm -hmm. you know fighting every criminal in Gotham in the first movie losing to Bane at the end of the second movie having Nightwing be Batman in the second 
part of the trilogy, and then he comes back in the third movie. I mean, if, if there's a trilogy, it's gonna have to spin somewhere that direction with you know Nightwing and everything. You would think. I mean, what else hasn't been told at this point? Yeah, that would I think just be a retelling. Oh, so I know. Yeah, exactly. Point, well, and the so. Dark Knight has also been burned every which way. Oh, somebody in the chat room is saying Ben wouldn't do a trilogy. Well, then you bring up another interesting point. Oh, yeah. So everyone wants to talk about how Ben is signed for this and Ben is signed for that. Would you launch into a new potential trilogy with Matt Reeves if you didn't already sign your Batman for all three movies? Oi. Mm. Huh? Probably not. I wouldn't. Because then you're stuck. Because nobody's going to go see don't... Ben Affleck and then reprised by someone else. Well, here's a quote that maybe in ties into arc. it. Matt Reeves said, I would be lying if I told you the arc of Apes was already planned out because it simply wasn't. One of the things that the character was so potent and the possibility was embedded from the beginning. But exactly how you've got from A to Z is not something that existed. In other words, they kind of, you know, seat of the pants to a certain extent. Now, that's different than having a star cast than the story. But... I don't know, man. Yeah. No, it's an interesting thing because if they're really excited about what Matt Reeves is going to do, and Matt Reeves, maybe he's good, bad, or indifferent to Ben Affleck playing Batman, I think you got to sign. You're not going to make the same mistake you made with Patty Jenkins, right? I mean, do you think they would try to sign Matt Reeves for a couple of films? I don't think they would until they had Ben Affleck signed because I feel like, honestly, as much as I hate to say it, your actor is your face, and while stylistically the movie would change drastically if you have different directors... I would argue that Batman is the star of this trilogy. Yeah. You know, and and, and, and not the actor playing the role. Like, a good Batman film is bigger than whoever, whatever star is playing that. Evidenced by the fact that we just saw Tom Cruise come out in, in in a mummy movie that his presence didn't make anybody any more excited to go out and see that film. Did it do well? But it's saying if you have one actor in the first movie, like you replace Rachel, and people are like, "That's weird." It's not but like, you it's, replace it's, not like it's, it's not like it's Tow- uh, uh, Howard, Terrence Howard, and Don Cheadle. No yeah. one gave exactly. it. No one gave. But Tony Stark, you don't replace yeah, him in your exactly. second movie. Right. You don't replace with Robert right. Downey Jr. So That's you don't replace Ben Affleck mid trilogy. No, 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 no. I agree, no, and no, I would no, agree no, no. that if you had to p- replace the director or the actor mid trilogy, you would definitely director. Uh, so they wouldn't uh, sign on. But would they sign Matt for? So you I think don't they, think would, do they wouldn't sign Matt for Matt multiple film ben. if they couldn't get I don't, Ben? For I think they would films. sign Ben first and mm-hmm. then sign Matt based off of if Ben agrees. And if it's ben interesting. I think okay. Let's put in this perspective. At this, you got a guy that comes with a pilot for a television show. Right. He always has second, third, fourth, and fifth season when the execs want to know where do you see this going. Right. That doesn't mean he's got it planned. Look at Lost. They didn't plan that Look as long Dan as that Dan Harmon who was pulled from But you've got to tell them something. Then. You've got to tell them yeah, I got this. We could go this way with it. I think they're going to do one film right now. Hmm. See where that goes. And, and you think they're not going to sign anybody down? Even after what just happened with Patty Jenkins? like under. I think Affleck has the Batman ticket as long as he wants it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get rid of him. Sure. And like I, I tweeted out, but it just, they gave him an accountant sequel. Yeah. I mean, I have one person that's clamoring for that. It was one of my favorite movies of 2016. But no one out there was clamoring. Got to see another accountant. I know. But uh, Ben Affleck loves the character. And you think a studio greenlit that they went, went they, go do it make did it. it do well the box office it did it did yeah, well. so it was like a 
It, I mean, I think it made it doubled its budget. Question: yeah. Did the mummy cost, do like, well? Uh, I think was Tom Cruise's, Tom Cruise's biggest opening of all time. Biggest yes. opening for Tom Cruise. What? Internationally. It made incredible money. Not, internationally. Not internationally. domestically, but, but internationally. Tom Cruise is an international movie star. He does yeah. better overseas than he does but in the States. To me, does. I had a problem with the Mummy trailer. It gives away the entire freaking movie. Like, I almost wanted to see was, it, I and then it. I saw the trailer, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It made, there were mistakes, but it made you want to see this dark universe. It did. Okay, because that's, because, you know. It sets it up very well. A lot of people feel that, that, that um, Universal made a big mistake in talking up all the umpteen movies following this movie rather than doing what Matt Reeves is talking about by focusing on one movie and it's like putting the, the cart before the horse. The account was offensive? Get the hell out of here. You're, you're, you're out of here. Offensive, offensive in what way? It wasn't offensive. Ever, there's, Listen, the, maybe the his dad's an accountant. The character was on the spectrum and the uh, um, autism societies backed the film because of how well they portrayed the character in a light of being a, a, a as the hero of a story. There so you go. Your mm-hmm. argument is invalid. Goodbye. Okay. There you go. Okay. Fair enough. I don't uh, like garbage talk on the internet. Don't like it. <laughs> Good. Stand up for yourself. Uh, Edgar Wright, the director of the current film Baby Driver. Don't know if any of you guys have seen it. He was asked about possibly directing a DC film. His quote was simple. I don't know. I'm not really too familiar with their heroes, so I couldn't say which one I would do. Of course, he was involved in Ant-Man back in the day before he parted ways with them. I don't really know. I know Baby Driver is supposed to be a, a big-time action film. I don't really understand the story behind it. But um, So, yeah, this is just kind of like a hearsay kind of deal. I've been wanting to see Baby Driver. Yeah, I would find it hard to believe that Edgar Wright has had so much like of his cult success would want to get back into that pool because I think when he started working on Ant-Man, Marvel wasn't even where it was. Like, he was working on that movie for eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was already working on that movie before, like, Iron Man really hit and everything. And then I think when it got to that point, it was a different world, clearly, and Foggy was like, no, you can't do this, this, and that because it's got a, you know, Ant-Man's our new Avenger or whatever. Um, so I would never see him doing a movie like this, but... I mean, who knows? If they're attracting such talent over there, maybe, you know, they would give an Edgar Wright, like, one of those smaller independent films, like your, I don't know, like a Booster Gold, or like we always talk about, or some kind of fringier character, Mm -hmm. Constantine, a dark universe, I don't know. I just feel like with a lot of the directors that aren't fans of the universe already, they're not really pushing for it as much. So, like, Edgar Wright right now is a hot ticket because of Baby Driver, Mm -hmm. And so because he kind of had a bad taste in his mouth with Ant-Man after working on it yeah. for eight years and then Marvel saying your Edgar Wright film is too Edgar Wright for Marvel, mm-hmm. I feel like most directors would then just take that as studio superhero movies don't want indie directors. So I could definitely see him just not being interested at all. And based on that quote, it didn't seem like he was really... He was polite. To... It was polite, but he wasn't like, no, I never want to be involved with one of those things again, which is smart. You shouldn't burn bridges. Jake Silva IV says, I would love to see Edgar Wright do a DC movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a pretty interesting article from comicbook.com. At, uh, Tom Holland got interviewed about Spider-Man, and it's basically the approach that almost like DC took with you know introducing Wonder Woman in BVS as like a smaller role, but everyone loved her, kind of like the way they did with Spider-Man in uh, Captain America. So interesting read, not really news per se, just a cool interview. I like this kid. I thought, yeah, I thought it was really cool because it did make me think of it from a different point of view. Because at first I thought, man, you're rushing to Justice League, rushing to Justice League, and he's right. Like, I mean, obviously people know Spider-Man more than they know Cyborg or right. or any of those characters. But it worked, and what he said was it kind of gave him a trial run to act the character and live with the character a little bit, and if he wanted to change anything, he could change it by that first movie. 
same kind of with Gal. And maybe, you know, you say some people say it was wooden. I don't think so. But it was limited. Yeah. So she could get her feet wet. She didn't mm-hmm. have to carry a whole right. movie in the first one. Maybe that was a great way to... So moving forward, now we're going to know three of the members of the Justice League. We've already met the Flash, really. And now you only really need to get to know Cyborg... Uh, a little bit more and Aquaman, a and, more. and Aquaman a little bit obviously yeah he just Tom Holland's 21 years old is he? is he already <laughs> yeah. 21? and before he was Captain, 19 when he got cast yeah before Captain America Civil War he literally had a TV miniseries which looked like maybe something in the UK under his belt yeah he was in The Impossible with the okay uh, Ewan McGregor uh, Naomi Watts the yeah, typhoon yeah, yeah. In, in, in Thailand I believe there yeah. you yeah. go the sun okay uh, Batman Harley, the movie, it's getting its own comic book series. So, Elena, take it away. I'm so excited. So, this is kind of unprecedented, too, that now, because we've had a lot of uh, cinematic things brought to life yeah. based off of the comics and kind of using almost comics as entry storyboards as a way, but this is kind of the opposite, where now we're going to have Harley Quinn and Batman as a comic book that's released before the animated series okay. or before the animated movie then there that's going to kind of be a lead in to what got Harley to this point why she separated from Joker okay. what's kind of given her this empowerment then we're going to get to see on screen the animated segment the movie is going to be the center part of the story right. and then we're switching the title to Batman and Harley Quinn to match the uh, the movie, right. and then getting a seven part series after that to wrap it up. And th- so they did, did. They did not talk about a sequel to the animated film. No. So okay. this is basically the sequel is in comic book form. It's a comic book precursor. One the shot. Film, and then the and movie, and the series after. Yeah, digital comic begins July thirty first. My birthday. Oh, it's digital. It's, it's not digital a comic. Yeah. Oh, so you can get the okay. first five, and then. I'm surprised. Movie. I'm surprised they don't do a thing where like you can order it all together as one kind of like package. It would be really cool if they would do they a package deal for that. They really should. But this is also brand new. This is something that hasn't really been done before. So it makes you wonder if this will be included in that 30 pack of animated films that come out in October. It probably would be. I would imagine, and that would be an advertising thing. Like, hey, you want to get this new movie? And then buy all thirty of them. And then I would imagine probably incentive too for the streaming service because, like, Comic Con ah, this year yeah, is sending out the things for Comic Con HQ, kind of pushing their streaming service. If they had packaged things where you get the digital copies of things as well as part of the subscription, I could definitely see them doing that to push the oh. comic sales as well as having that push people to the streaming. Hmm. Digging it. Sounds good. And before we get to TV time, uh, let's see. Oh, DC Rebirth. Um, This is really cool. I think we have a photo of it. Yeah, there we go. There is the title. Uh, I should say the cover. It basically pays homage to Tim Burton's Batman, only using the Riddler in a very, like, dark kind of uh, position where he kind of gets his face and that kind of thing. So, um a lot of creative stuff going on between that and Elmer Fudd shooting Batman. I mean, yeah, what's up with Elmer, Elmer Fudd and Batman? Yes. I don't know. I can't wait. So that isn't going to be anything that we see other than in print, but they are going to do a team up with Elmer Fudd where Elmer Fudd is tracking Batman through the, the streets of Gotham <laughs> and it's dark as hell. Yeah, and, and this is very dark. They want to basically build the Riddler almost like to the level of the Joker with this. And so... Um, which this is really yeah. cool too because they're now using the cinematic universe to influence the comics as well. So it's yeah. kind of cool to see the crossover. Mm-hmm. And let's see, we already talked about Batman and Bill. So with that said, I guess is it time? Did we talk about Batman and Bill? 
Oh, uh, no, we didn't. We did. Batman and Bill is a movie that's on Amazon that kind of crosses over because it's sort of on TV, but I'm sure it was like released in a couple of theaters. So, Take yes, so everybody knows the story that's starting with BVS. And I think, is it in the comics too that Bill Finger is getting the credit as well? I think so, yeah. So, I mean, it's just the incredible story about how this guy really researched Bill Finger and how somebody can almost be completely written out of history if there's not enough of a presence. You know, in an age like, you know, in the 30s and 40s and 50s, before there's internet and records, like, you can't hide anymore. Like, there were hardly any pictures of this guy. He was buried in a potter's field in an unmarked grave. And this is the guy who gave Batman a lot of his familiar traits. And I don't want to, to give anything away if you don't know the story, because at first you're like, well, it sounds like, you know, Bob Kane had the rights, you know. But then as it goes on, you're like, oh, wow. And then there are a lot of people in the DC community that don't have a lot of love for Mr. Kane. And how he presented himself. Like, the guy liked to strut around a lot while this other guy just withered away. And uh, it's it's a great story, though. And obviously now he's got the credit, so spoiler, Batman created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger is... Uh, and I think that's the way it should be. I think that's... Definitely. I, yeah, I, always, I just always thought it was. I, I don't know... It was never... He was never credited. No, and so the family credited. was never acknowledged. So that's the thing. There's, like, family. There's legacy. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, there's more to the story. If you haven't seen it yet... And it's, it's really uh, cool, too, because how we've been kind of talking about fan influence, a lot of what happened was because of different Comic-Cons and people asking point-blank in panels saying, hey, what about Bill Finger? And then DC kind of being put on the spot and having to respond. So it's a, a really, really cool documentary. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, very, very cool. And uh, and I guess that's it. There's no Roxy Stryer, so does that mean we get to go home early? I mean, I think there is TV time, right? I, don't I think know. in her honor we should yeah, have. Yeah, she's gonna get really bummed out if we don't do. Do you a think TV she's time. like listening somewhere? I mean, some, it, some beach somewhere. She's on a beach by the way. Oh, there it is. Yes. Yeah. It's what? her bat signal. Roxy, uh-huh. Roxy, 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 Roxy. TV time. Yeah. So not a lot of DC shows going on this week, but one that you got that you got to be watching is, of course. Preacher. Hell yeah. Just had its third episode. I know you guys are behind. Are you watching it? I do not watch Preacher. Um, did you watch the first so season? Not cup, it's not my cup of tea. Not I'm, cup I'm not tea. supernatural stuff. Okay. It's not my thing. Um, not supernatural stuff. I don't like it. But isn't comics supernatural? I don't watch, I don't read Justice League Dark. I mean, just being paranormal, kind of sort of. You mean supernatural. Stuff like, that deals with, isn't like any, like, isn't Superman supernatural? No. No. <laughs> Superman Supernatural? Yeah. Alien versus... No. I... No. Like, I, I'm talking like anything Constant, that has a, Constantine. Oh, anything that has like a sort of religious... Not even, that goes back he, to not even religious. Like, I, like, like the preacher, the that's just not my thing. It's not Swamp Thing. Okay. Like the, the green and all that. It's not yeah. my thing. Any not of our viewers who are really good at video editing, take out the little chunk of Mike going... Superman? No! No! Supernatural? No! Just that little one segment is perfect. Uh, um, anyway. That's not my bag, baby. Uh, that's okay. That's not cool. his bag, baby. Come on! Happens to Here's be my a bag. Book with a picture of you that says, This is my bag, baby. Yeah. Um, this, uh, this show is amazing right now. This is like, uh, it is the so, most watchable show that I've seen in a long time. So much amped up from the first season. I was just going to say, season one started off rather slowly and we were all just like, calm down, be patient. And clearly it's now. Yeah, like I enjoyed it because I enjoyed the worlds. And honestly, like, you know, does the series, the original series, one of my favorite of all time. It was like something that got me back into comics when I'd been out of comics for a long time because it was a little bit of a more mature thing to come around to that wasn't superheroes. 
Um, and I think they're doing such a good job this season. Um, and then, uh, what else we got? We Let's got, see. um... Supergirl's David Harewood did not enjoy playing Cyborg Superman in season two. I was so glad to hear him say this, because nothing to me is more stupid than on that show than Cyborg Superman. I don't understand How that you guys at feel all. About I didn't Cyborg watch Superman. season two, I'm so I don't... I'm Superman. He, he, but, so you've never seen him do Cyborg I've not Superman. seen it. So... He gets this really bad mask, and he even says in this interview, he's so honest, it's like this little girl dressed as Supergirl, and he totally comes out, and he's like, yeah, I get, it's really boring to play Cyborg Superman, there's no character, there's no explanation, there's, why does he look like this guy, why does he call himself Cyborg Superman, it is the dumbest thing in the world, and I, I need it to go away. Because it's not like the post-death of Superman and you had yeah. Cyborg Superman. It is, it's from out of space, nowhere. It's like, uh, well, it's like doing... technically so was Superman. Yeah, that's true. But not Supernatural. <laughs> But not supernatural. But not supernatural. He's not supernatural. No, I guess. I mean, I thought if you can fly, isn't that supernatural? His powers aren't supernatural. Magic Paranormal affects him. So you're saying supernatural. supernatural has to be magic? Because it is. Okay, I do. I, I I totally am admitting that I might have a yeah. misunderstanding of what it I'm means with, to be supernatural. I'm with I thought, you on supernatural. I thought but. if you can fly and naturally people can't fly, then I feel that's you. supernatural. Basically, what you would encounter on the TV show Charmed. You wouldn't have aliens on Charmed. Okay. Superman wouldn't be on Charmed versus Supernatural kind of preacher-esque I'm just things, talking like, like way that. to tie it back into the CW Boom. stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well done, because I was with Adam on that. I, I'm just talking like, you know, walking around and they're going, ominous, ominous, and like this, and your okay. face like goes like this, but everyone's walking around you and they see you normally, but they're like, no, that's a demon inside that man. Right. Like Lucifer, Preacher, Constantine. Doctor Strange? Uh, Doctor Strange, I can kind of go with. Okay. Yeah, Doctor Strange, I kind of did. Doctor Fate, I like. Okay. But that's demonic, demonic stuff. So that's not a my little thing. bit of crossover. Yeah, gotcha. not okay. my thing. Um, so yeah, so David Harewood on that. Um, we also have a name for the Flash season four premiere. It's going to be called the Flash Reborn. Reborn. So there you go. Let's see. Do we have a debut date? And the cool thing about that is it's going to be set six months in the future. Like basically the past six months that we haven't seen has been going on, we just haven't seen it. And so now, it's not going to pick up from where it left off. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be as if it's real time. That's pretty cool. Which is really neat. Yeah. Uh, Katie Lotz had a little bit to say about Legends Season 3. I Again, I'm a fan of this show. I like because it feels like, you know... I like Legends. It keeps it all concise, and it yeah. feels like one story a season, and it's not just meandering. And I like... Uh, it's like got a little Doctor Who influence. Uh, one thing she said was that I think this time we're not going to see history as we remembered it uh, before we travel back to the kind of history. Now that we've broken time, we can travel anywhere and anything can be crazy. So it's good. Yeah. It sounds like it's even going to amp up the Doctor Who factor, which coincidentally I just started watching the most recent season of Doctor really? Who last night. Yeah, oh, I just okay. haven't gotten to it. Now. There are whole seasons there. It's good. And what the are first your feelings epi- on first the episode the, the, with the Doctor? Um, oh, I just watched the first one. Okay. So I don't know anything about what happens, but I do like the new companion. She's cool, and I thought it was a good, solid episode. Um, let's see. Oh, and also, you know, somber news here, but best wishes and, and prayers for Can Gotham star Donna Lowe. Go ahead. Continue, because I want to ask something about this. Um, his daughter is missing, his 16-year-old daughter. Uh, as far as we know, when we went on air, we, there's no new news. Um, her name is Jade, and... Uh, they don't know where she is, so hopefully uh, she does turn up. And, is and this because I've tried to read and I've read his his posts about it. it? Was she kidnapped or did she disappear? Is she the one of those? Is it a officially are saying they that know. they're handling it as a runaway scenario? Okay. just because they haven't found evidence of foul play, he is saying that he feels that somebody has taken her. But it's someone that she know that seems like she's in this group of. 
maybe she views as friends, but they've taken like maybe it does. That's what it doesn't doesn't feel like. Hey, she was walking to school. A band came up and picked her up. This is a a group of bad. She could be people that she knows. Very influential friends. You hear these stories. And we all know how impressionable you can be at 16 years old. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, so his, is... his tweet a day ago said, so. please call 1-800-THE-LOST with any information. Um, and he says this child is missing, not a runaway, uh, special category, missing. So that that is not, maybe that's not the same as being kidnapped or abducted. I should ask my brother about this. The he's reason, in law enforcement. He, he posted something where he's saying, like, look, it's not too late. We won't have asked any questions. Oh, no, just... that was he was talking about if anybody brought her back to him. Yeah, they wouldn't saying. ask questions. I'm yeah, yeah. So I'm like, but it didn't seem like there's no ransom. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. It, it seems like he knows or would know someone that's involved in this. Maybe she hangs out with it. He's always sees like I it's I a think very you're right. sad. That's what I think. I think you're right. just, and the police have not come out like they do with kidnapping cases right. where they've made official statements. It's it's. She's been this gone. Is terrible. But it's I hate terrible. To say too, I just, I just don't know what. Sixteen-year-old transgender girl. Right. That's go, what I'm saying. They immediately go, "Oh, well, she was probably unhappy and ran away." Right. Is it so? If her dad is saying that's not the case, I tend to side with her dad. Of course. More sure. so of course. Where I'm saying probably I, I, I don't something imagine, is going on. I can't even and fathom what this is like. And she's been gone since June 26th. So yeah. we are hoping for the best for sure. And also, before we uh, sign off, we also want to give our love and appreciation to Maria Menunos. As many of you may know, she went public this past week. She had a brain tumor removed. The good news is she's recovering. As you know, she is the founder of AfterBuzz TV, her mm-hmm. and Kevin Undergaro. Um, and obviously, we're here at AfterBuzz doing Popcorn Talk Network. And so, scary story. Um, but luckily, it was caught. It was removed. She's going to be okay. But we just want to say, Maria, we love you. Uh, thank you for yeah. being an inspiration. Continue to be an inspiration. And also, best wishes to your mom, who I know is a warrior in her own right and battling um, her own battle. So, um, you know, thank yeah. you. And, and we miss you. And, and get better as soon as you can. And thank you for letting me do this for the past couple of years. Yes. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And so, uh, with that said, guys, go ahead, Mike. Thank you. What did you want to say? I can't give... I cannot say it yet, but I have a thank you for her next week. I can't say it this week. Okay. It has to happen next week. Okay. Great. Yeah, it'll happen by next week. Oh, there's a specific Remind, yeah, I, I, There's a, a conflict that I cannot talk about until okay. next week, but it deals with her. Okay. And this network, so I'll talk about that. That's great news. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a good me. teaser. Remind me. Remind me. Remind me, guys. General, remind me. Remind Mike to say what he's got to say next week. And Maria will be that much stronger another week from now. There so, we which go. Is, which is great news. So um, send her your best wishes whenever you have the time. So that'd be great. Uh, with that said, uh, we're at DC Movies SK on Twitter, Facebook.com slash DC Movies SK. Elena Jordan, put yourself over. Hey, I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. And if you're in Hawaii, August 25th through 27th, come to Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. We're going to be doing lots of amazing panels. In Hawaii? In Hawaii. Or, I'm sorry, Amazing Hawaii Comic Con. I just got back from Vegas. Whoa. I was like, that's like, wow, Vegas is going to go to Hawaii? No. That's right. Um, But, yeah, so we'll be there. It'll be a lot of fun. So come hang out. I'm Adam Gertler. Yeah. At... Adam Gertler, I think, yeah, still. Yes, you are. Uh, and Twitter, Instagram, and FX Movie Download, and uh, the Bad Mother Clucker, Elon Hall's Chicken you Sandwich. You Bad is Mother Clucker! Not available. Oh, if you guys, you guys like chicken sandwiches? I, I love chicken get, sandwiches. I can give you what? Yes. tickets. Oh. This will get you three what? Three what? 
Fried chicken sandwiches. You can also ask for them grilled, but that's like off the menu. I'm oh, sorry, what is three this combo meals for the bad mother cucka? Alan Hall oh. just, just, uh, built this awesome chicken sandwich. So now go you, to my in, so go chick- to my Instagram feed and see the video about this. Chicken's gonna be there now. Is that you? Chicken's the chicken gonna outfit? be there. That's me in the chicken outfit because I lost a bet and I was like, sausages are better than chicken, and he's like some Top Chef winning badass. And, and we have like, a fight. That's foul. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. And um, <laughs> I end up in a chicken costume and having to now that's promote awesome. his. Chicken sandwich, but it Love, is delicious. And they always have these chicken sandwiches. Yes, today oh, is the first phenomenal. day. To, I actually had to get up at five thirty this morning and fry three of them to go on a KFI. I was what? like, "Screw this guy! It's this not even is... my sandwich, and I have to go fry so wait, for him." A combo meal for three. What is that? I have to go. That to means a... three freaking chicken sandwiches. Hello, you're welcome. Oh, can I get them all by myself? Yeah, and you can eat them slowly over a week. Oh shit. Wow. Thank or you. over Thank a you. trash Thank you, can. Thank you, sir. Just You're three welcome. meals at once. Thanks, like I Adam. That's doghouse, right. guys. Mikey? Uh, <laughs> I am at Mike Kalinowski. You can find me uh, at Mike Kalinowski. I'm also joined, uh, if you guys follow me, you know, Miss Movies, uh, Brand Chandler, she has her film therapy. I was a guest this morning talking nice. about movies, and she got me crying on camera talking about movies. Uh, I got a big Schmodown match against her coming up very soon. That's going to be happening. Yeah. I think she's going to happen. We're going to do it during Comic-Con. I think that's what's going to be going Is on. It? So that's going on. You and I, I think they've got a team match coming up for you and I. Oh, that's right. I don't. They're, they're kind of teasing us with what it's going to be. So we'll let you I guys know. I can't wait here. to get in the ring again because Ooh, I, can't, I, I can't wait to be two and zero. I can't wait to be two and zero. I shudder at the thought of neither one of you being able to make it one day because I do not want to fill in. I will <laughs> be You're right there. Though my, my memory is about as good as nothing. You're our Rudy. Yeah. I was watching along. I watched. Uh, I watched Ellis uh, and Clark Wolf, and I was playing yeah, along. Was, I did really well in that match until the awful. '90s round. I was like, when Elvis, when uh, when Ellis choked, I had nothing there. Not Look, if, if they do it. categories about UHF, Dolomite, or Big Lebowski, <laughs> I could probably do pretty well. Otherwise, we might be in trouble. Anyways, uh, all right. So uh, yeah, I'm at J- oh, of course Roxy Stryer. Follow, follow Roxy Stryer at Roxy Stryer. I'm sure you already do. Tell her that you missed her. I'm at Jay Quasto. Uh, let's see, Chicago Comedy Bar, July 14th to 16th. I may have to miss next week's show because I might be on a plane. And also, guys, my comedy album it's officially submitted. Hey, and I think the pre-order link is going to go up on Wednesday, July 12th, with the actual release date on August 2nd. That means I have three weeks to get as many people as possible to want to purchase the album. That way, when it gets released, it goes number one on iTunes on the comedy charts i can't tell you how much it would mean to me i put six months of work into it in the studio 12 years of stand-up into this it's the coolest thing i've ever created so if you have 9.99 that's all it costs 70 minutes of fun i would love it if you could purchase it whenever you see it on social media so thank you guys for watching thank you for listening we love you we'll see you next week Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.